Nigeria's capital is often considered as one of the most secure locations in a country battling numerous security challenges from the shores of Lake Chad to the shores of the Atlantic Ocean. The capital is built around a security network that also leverages the presence of the vital operational and administrative components of the different law enforcements. The paramilitary and military organizations, such as the Presidential Guards, which is an elite branch of the army that protects the president and the capital, with combat-ready units stationed across several locations, including exits and entry routes. However, a few days ago, ISWAP carried out an audacious jailbreak in the capital that rattled the country and the illusion of a fortress city shielded from the chaos and deteriorating security. Hundreds of prisoners escaped from the facility, including persons associated with terrorism, in an incident that reflects the growing insecurity confronting Nigeria. Hello, welcome to The Crisis Room, a podcast from Human Angle. I am Maryam Mustafa. In this podcast, we look at crisis trends across the country and answer the tough questions around them. This week, I'm here with my colleague, Murtala Abdullahi, the head of the Armed Violence Desk at Human Angle. Thank you, Maryam. Today, we'll be looking at the increasing insecurity across Nigeria and what it means for the country. We'll also look at the Kujia jailbreak and other jailbreaks in different parts of the country. What's behind the trend and the ramification of having thousands of prisoners escape state custody. Mm. So the security situation does not seem to be getting any better. I mean, Nigerians haven't even recovered from the attack on the Abuja Kaduna train that led to the killing and abduction of several people. And now we have to process how a medium security custodial facility in the capital got raided, enabling more than 800 inmates to escape, although authorities say they have recovered over 400. You're actually right. The public reaction showed that. But I think people were not paying much attention to the security threats across the capital. So, for example, the routes connecting Abuja and Kogi and also the Abuja Kaduna actually volatile due to the activities of armed groups uh, that often kidnap people for ransom. Secondly, there has also been a series of attacks on custodian facilities across Nigeria, which has allowed over 5,000 inmates to escape between 2020 and July this year. Mm. So the trajectory was clearly visible and it would have been difficult to have any part of the country shielded from this chaos. However, the attack on Kuji was a bit different because it was by the local Islamic State affiliate, right? Do you think this will change the security environment and will it increase the threat level? So actually, the security threat uh, is going to be elevated, especially for expatriate and foreign workers uh, there in the capital. So uh, the situation is really, really terrible now when you look at it. And you actually nailed it when you mentioned the trajectory of security trend. Uh, nothing happens uh, suddenly or in silo. Uh, it involves a process and a pattern that is clearly visible. 
Uh, in the past few months, we have seen increasing attacks by the Islamic State affiliate outside the center of gravity uh, in the northeast of Nigeria, uh, especially in Bono, Adamawa, and Yobe, uh, where they often attack security forces and also with towns. So we have seen attacks in terms of IED and also small assaults on civilians and police officers in Niger, in Taraba, and in Kogi. In fact, at least two attacks on police officers occurred in Suleje town, uh, a town that is just located a couple of kilometers from Abuja itself. Um, we should also not forget that Kogi is bordering Abuja. And what's clear from these incidents and others is the continuous deterioration of security in the country. The number of deaths recorded in Nigeria due to insecurity spiked in June as shown by an analysis of data collected by the Nigerian Security Tracker. Last month, at least 736 people were killed in Nigeria, indicating a troubling decline in security levels across different parts of the country. In May, the death toll, according to the same source, was 594. Uh, the NST data gives a glimpse into the crisis and the security environment in Nigeria. Uh, we are also approaching a delicate period uh, because of the election cycle. Uh, this is a period when politicians go out to converse for votes and also prepare for the uh, elections next year. If nothing is done to slow down the rate of violent crimes and attacks and ungoverned spaces or unprotected spaces, depending on how you want to call it, uh, the election could be impacted, especially the ability of citizens to exercise their constitutional rights on the voting day. Uh, it will also affect the ability of election officials to provide uh, election materials in certain areas or for people to even vote. Mm. So um, what would you say the government can do about the situation or what are your thoughts on what the government should do considering the security challenges are widespread all over in the northwest, northeast, southeast, and also just other parts of the country. The security chaos is unprecedented. Uh, from the as you mentioned across the different geopolitical zones, and also in fact that we have diversity in terms of both rural and urban uh, uh, security challenges. It's clear that there is absolutely no button somewhere that you can switch off this chaos. Uh, neither is the military approach going to do that because we have seen a lot of investment over the years in the military uh, to build up equipment, both in terms of uh, gun and airborne equipment. But that wouldn't solve the issue because they are deeply rooted. Uh, rooted. So we need the political will and the requisite investment to contain the crisis and address the issues for quelling the violence. Uh, these issues are clearly numerous due to the decades of state failure. So they include like underdevelopment, poverty, law enforcement gaps, uh, border, border security challenges, social injustice, and the criminal justice uh, failure. There are other, there are a lot of other things. So which means that it's actually multi-dimensional. The situation is definitely not an easy one. It is one that requires commitment, resources, and multidimensional intervention. This is an episode of Human Angle Crisis Room. Thank you for listening. I am Miriam Mustafa. Join in next week for another episode. Members of our production team are Tracy Allen Ezechuku, Murtala Abdullahi, and Anthony Asemota. The executive producer is Ahmed Salkida.